Welcome to episode nine of Seek Parenting, where today we're going to be talking about finances and how to deal with it in your relationship. So, how are you, Seek Dad? I'm good. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're listening to us from. And uh, yeah, as uh, Seek Mum said, we're going to be talking about finances. We get quite a few messages about about this topic and how we deal with it ourselves and, and this is what it's about just about us sharing what we do as a couple with our finances it may or may not work for you everyone's situation is different mm. but we just as we do with everything we're just putting it out there to, to say this is what we're doing yeah and I've been pushing for this podcast for a while haven't I because yeah. um over the years um doing like camp server and and then doing women's events I have had a lot of women come up to me and talk to me about issues that they're having within their relationships and and that and majority of the time you know if it's not about the in-laws it is about finances yeah and um, we have done a few tidbits on social media where we've kind of shared about finances and we've always had so many messages coming back where people are asking us how we manage our finances. And it would just be easier if we were to just do a podcast and put it out there as opposed to responding to every individual person yeah. with what we're doing. So let's do it. Some yeah, so some of the things that um I've I've had to listen to over the years are um reasons why a girl potentially um is not bringing money into the house um and that can cause issues but but equally there are other kind of times where where it's the the guy who's not getting a job or the guy who's not bringing money in or stable money to clarify when you say a girl not bringing money into the house is that's predominantly when the girl is living with their in-laws for example yeah it can be yeah so majority of the time where i've had to speak to people it's been relating to living with the in-laws and and you know sometimes it's not even their fault because um and I've known lots of girls who have been like single and living with their parents and have been a very you know financially independent they've had very good jobs got very good qualifications and then they decide to get married and they move to a town or an area or a country that's very different from where they are already established and settled and then they're struggling to find a job because maybe um the climate is different in that country maybe um the the speciality that they have trained in um yeah. is not something that's easily you know you can't get a job easily yeah. anywhere with that um and and you know other other kind of reasons i mean i know there was a big recession that we had where a lot of girls were struggling in that time um to get jobs um and so they're not able to bring money in and then you know, people become other people become resentful of that, don't they? What kind of problems uh, would arise from that? You think, or what have you heard in your experience? Well, that? so if if you're not going to work, yeah. what else are you doing? Sure. So you, is the expectation that you are meant to be doing a lot of things around the house? Then yeah, and sometimes um, you know you might you might not need to do that much around the house because, you know, it might be that you live with the in-laws and, you know, work is shared. And mm. so what? So the question is, what are you doing? I know that there was, uh, I've spoken to a few people where the Singh has said, um, you know, well, if she's not going to work, what is she doing all day? And yeah. then um, if she, you know, if she's not, you know, why doesn't she just do some bath in the day then? She's not even doing bath. She's just sitting in front of the TV. Now, I actually agree that... Um, 
if you are sitting at home, it's very, very easy to kind of get into bad habits and because you don't have a routine That's of, exactly it, yeah. of going to work and, you yeah. know, having a lunch break and having doing those kinds of things. But at the same time, I mean, I've been in a position where I've not had a job um, when I've lived with my parents. And what I learned is looking for a job is a full time job. Yeah. So really, we should be spending six hours of the day or five hours of the day applying for jobs and filling in applications if the intention is really there and I think genuinely there are a lot of girls out there who have had this problem where they've moved to another town and got married where they genuinely do want to get a job and and you know they are really putting in that effort and I can guarantee you those girls will always be successful if they're really putting that 100% effort in I mean I work uh, my work you know requires me to do many recruitment campaigns and one thing I've learned over the years is if someone is putting 100% effort in they will always get that right job um may not happen straight away but it will definitely happen but then when it's not happening we need to be asking ourselves well what else are we doing in the day and why are we not putting 100 percent in to find that job i think but i think as well uh, what's important is that you know if if one uh you know one part of the the couple the entity let's say could be um the, the wife or the husband for yeah. example that's yeah. uh, that out of a job and they're, they're looking for a job it's important that the other part of the the, the partnership take an active interest in in what they're doing and 100%. if they need help or anything like that it's not a case of you know I've got my job and I'm earning this much you need to get a job we need to sometimes look into what what the issue is yeah. someone might be having some sort of difficulty in in getting a job there could be some some issues there and one thing you really hit on is routine 100 percent you know are you you know when you're when you don't have to go to work and you're you're just at home you know you, you don't even get dressed sometimes you know yeah for example have breakfast sometime is like you said that everything is totally out of alignment in terms of routine and before you know it I think majority of the stuff you probably do in the evening yeah because because of that so that's that's massive yeah and and I think that I, I'm glad that you because I, I I can hear my voice sounding like because it's been more girls who have spoken to me so it's sounding more like I'm talking from that aspect but I know that there are situations where it is actually sometimes the guy who's not getting a job and it's the girl who's being you know the one who's going out and she's she's bringing in the uh, you know the vegan bacon or whatever they say um other reasons why uh, you know someone might not get a job is that one you know the the girl might get pregnant very quickly into the marriage or not maybe quickly but she she does eventually get pregnant and then there is not an option to go back to work maybe because um her work is too far maybe they won't give her part-time work there's not childcare. there's no in-law there's so many different issues why she might not be able to go back to work yeah and you know we could go on and on reasons why someone um potentially uh, can't get a job regardless of um, which side of the you know partnership it is but at the end of the day what we need to be talking about is what is happening um, that is causing the problems then yeah and usually the problem is is that there's a strain on a re- the relationship because one yeah. party might be holding back financially on the other or one is contributing so much more than the other one as well and there's that feeling there that you know that pressure on the on the other person as well and I've heard it lots of times where you know a sing has said to me um you know I'm going out to work every day I'm putting money in her account I'm giving her a credit card I'm paying a credit card what is she doing in the day um you know how is she contributing in the day when I come home you know you know there's 
there's things not being done you know there's dinner's not made for me yeah it's not, it's not just about <laughs> dinner not being made but then it's true though it's, it's yeah people say that i expect that when i come home i've yeah. gone out to work and i've done x y and z yeah what has she been doing all day yeah but it's, it, yeah i agree it's it is that it's you know some people who really really want their partnership to you know have a kind of really strong spiritual um foundation as well they're asking questions like well you know have you done bart in the day you know what have you done for your spiritual self have you been applying for jobs today yep. you know those kinds of things are coming up and and when when an argument stems from that then resentment brews yeah. but what but what i'm saying is that um are we even having those conversations or is it straight away it's a blame game True. or or fingers pointed straight away have you done this yeah. have you done that as opposed to you know, approaching it a different way yeah and and sometimes where you know when one couple has a very old-fashioned background so yeah. you know the parents might be saying to the boy something and the, the girl's parents might be saying well he should be going out and yeah. getting the money so don't worry about it you should be staying home looking after the kids yeah. that's a really negative attitude to have and 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 I think that to avoid these problems coming in um from an early stage is I don't understand why these discussions are not happening at the time that you are deciding to get married or you yeah. are having a discussion with someone. I don't think there's any issue with saying to someone when you are having a discussion about whether this is the right person for you and saying, well, how would you like to see your household being run financially? Yeah. I don't think that is an unreasonable question for a girl or a boy to ask. And and at that point, a, a clear and concise and a, yeah. a balanced decision should be made between the two of them or could be determined at that point where one would say, actually, I, you know, I don't actually want to work. Yeah. Um, this is my goal. I, I actually want to have my own business in 10 years. So I'm planning to do this. Or the other person might say, I actually don't want, my partner to work I want them to stay at home and look after the kids how do you feel about that now it might be that the person that you're talking opposite again talking opposite to is going to turn around and say to you actually I want to work you know I want to have kids but I want to work so I want to be able to do that and then you know that that potentially is not the right partnership for you and there and then you are basically making things very very clear mm -hmm. between the two of you The majority of time, though, we don't actually have these discussions. Mm. I think we might find them quite uncomfortable, to be honest. Mm. It's more often than not we think in our minds, or well, I earn this much and my future partner earns this much. So is it compatible? Is it okay? We kind of look at it in that way. It's very much individual and it's kind of like we don't even think about it causing a problem problem later on. We just kind of go with that mm. independently. And when we get married, we kind of just see how it goes I guess yeah but that that's why that's why we this is why I'm saying that we need to be introduced to these matrimony services that you go in the God they should be encouraging these discussions to happen because this is where problems are coming even the discussion the amount of times I've heard people say um uh you know we just I, I said from the beginning that we were going to live with my parents no matter what happens yeah yeah and and then I've had other discussions where people said um we never talked about it yeah. And then there's other people that have turned. So and then there's so many problems that come out of that because those clear discussions have not really, really yeah. happened. And they've not been they've not been discussed to a point where you're talking really, really um, 
carefully and and really thinking about what are the potential options if things don't work out so when when we're talking about finances we should be saying okay what happens if you know um I don't go to work how are you going to feel about that yeah and then the other person is going to say well you know what are the reasons why you might not go to work well like what if I have a baby what if I need to stay home and look after the baby how are you going to feel about that all these kinds of things you know there's a lot of uh, talk now in in you know in the seat kind of community where a lot of parents don't want to send their children to school and they want to homeschool them which means that the mum needs to stay at home and homeschool while the dad is going to or, or the other way around but usually yeah. it's the mums that I'm being exposed to who are talking about staying home and, and homeschooling the the, um, uh, the the child or the children and I'm I'm pretty sure that that is not a discussion that's just going to come out of nowhere that is a discussion that the both parents are going to have and therefore that partner is agreeing to the fact that that mother is not going to be bringing anything financially into the home and therefore it's the burden is going to be on him to financially support but then she's bringing something else in which is so much more of so much more value but are we looking at things like that so I mean there's there's just so many different ways to kind of look at this from so many angles and I know we're not spending a lot of time on this um topic for this podcast um episode but it's really important that we do talk about some of the scenarios and potentially what can stop us get going down this downward spiral if we're talking about it at the time of kind of you know marriage discussion with with an individual but um I just wanted to kind of mention and I'm not sure if you know about this but um it's actually there is something called financial abuse okay um which can't can um it's where where when one partner is holding back money from another and that's a right. type of financial abuse because that's just 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 like emotional abuse just like physical yeah. abuse it's classed in the same kind of category because you are holding power over that individual yeah, of course, yeah. and that is something that people should really be aware of when they're not letting their partners um you know have access to finances yeah. uh, for whatever reason the majority of the time though it can be as if that we've heard like you know there's a lot of spending going on and it's out of control yeah for example um like you said before you know uh, there's been access to credit cards and other things in the past where maybe they've been abused and then someone would be you know reluctant to offer you know money in mm-hmm. the future mm-hmm. because they know that okay you know uh, I'm going to work and I'm earning this money and it's just getting spent like this. Yeah, yeah. But I think then that's where a discussion needs to be happening and you know we then you know there needs to be some sort of mutual kind of um agreement between the two. But what what are you spending it on? And and the other thing is, you know, there is such a thing as a spendaholic, somebody yeah. who's addicted to spending money. And if you're unhappy in your relationship or in your life and you don't really have that much going on, in the day because you're not going to work or you know you're just stuck with the kids or and you don't have a routine with the kids like taking them to classes and this and that what else are you going to do but go to like a local shopping mall and spend money because that's going to just make you feel better isn't it um and that is a potential problem there in itself that we need to really be aware of there is a thing though like you said um if you do have a few children you're going to have to buy things for them right yeah but but then the other 
the other partner could be saying, well, why do you need to buy that for, etc. Yeah. questioning everything because yeah. And I because would hate that. that. If that was me and you were doing that to me, I would hate that. And sometimes you do ask me, and I don't like it when you ask me because I know I know what the child needs and I know, oh, you know, she needed these shoes because her shoes are, you know, worn out or yeah. you needed whatever kind of thing. I think when it's a genuine question, it's it, and it's kind of once in a while, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. But if it's happening all the time, I could imagine it becoming yeah, it's like, it's like you're being watched. Yes, you know, and that watched. could be really awful to live with. That yeah. I could imagine quite intimidating. With with me personally, myself, I've always been financially independent because yeah. I've always watched my mum be very financially yeah. independent. She's always been the big earner in the house, and therefore, you know, I've always wanted to go out and, you know. Um, you know have my own money to spend yeah. and not have to rely on anybody else so when we got married yeah um we never had a financial discussion no we never know I, I didn't even know not at all I didn't even know what you did for a job I just knew that you did something in IT yeah, yeah. I was contracting wasn't I? and um yeah and so when we got married we never had no idea of what we were going to do where not we were going to live not we even didn't, discussion nothing so but I remember um, the first week we got married, within the first week, we had obtained a lot of cash from Sagan yeah. through the marriage, through the wedding. As you do. Yeah. And um, it was just like this wad of cash that was just yeah. kind of sitting in the bedroom. So I said to you, let's just go and open a joint account. Yeah. And we went up. It was just like that, really, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And we went, we went up to Barclays. Not maybe the best bank, but we went to Barclays and we opened up a joint account. Yeah, we had our marriage certificate. Yeah, and and um, everything since then that that account and that has now become our what we call but, bills account. But do you even remember back? Because I can't remember. Do you even remember the the what your thinking was behind it? The purpose of because we we lived with my parents then. We didn't yeah. have our own place. No. What, you know, I know we had that start off money that we put yeah. in there, but there was no plan. No, I mean, I, for me, I just for. thought it was going to be like a savings right, okay. where we were going to put money in and we yeah. could go on holidays and just live the life and it would be yeah. amazing. <laughs> it Rewind. Has, it has been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. But then obviously things changed, our circumstances changed. We had to move out and then we had to pay a mortgage and we had to yeah, pay bills, bills very, very suddenly overnight. And so that account just became our bills account. Yeah, and, and it's remained like that since. Yeah, 12, 12, years, 12, years, 12 years, and on. that's been our bills account. And literally, we just, how we manage it has been that we, and I, I think I take the lead on it more in that I just kind of look at the account every three or four months and I say, okay, we need to be topping up how much we're yeah. contributing to it. Yeah. and or, or we need to be reducing how much we're contributing to it and then the money just goes in there every payday from both our accounts yeah and without then, even thinking yeah, yeah and then anything to do with any bills mortgage to do with the kids the kids kickboxing clubs and this and that yeah, it all everything comes out from there everything comes out from there 50 50 split down the 50 50 split down the middle yeah and and everything that's left over is for us to spend isn't yeah, it? but like you said, we we um, whatever's left over, like you know, paying petrol, um, groceries, things like that, mm. um, we will just do it without kind of yeah, just do it as we need to. Right, yeah, you usually do more of the groceries and the petrol. I'm usually looking after more of what the kids' needs are yeah. and things like that. But there isn't ever. I never think to myself that oh my god, I've just paid like this much money for her new coat. Yeah, and he's only paid fifty pounds for petrol yeah. i never think like that because it's just it, it 
because it's my money is your money. My money is yeah. your money is my money. And, and but that's that's the way of of looking at it. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen uh, for it, for everyone. But it does take time to build that up as well. Because I, I remember, because you know, I'd I'd come from a, a place where you know we needed to have savings, we needed to look yeah. after our money and things like that. So it did take me a while to understand how that works. Where you know my money is your money, yours is mine, etc. How that actually works because I was very you know brought up on it being all separate yeah. and and trying to remain that way so it does it does take time but when you get to that that place where you st- when you do an anand garage it's not just a you know pe- people think that you sit there and then your souls merge obviously that does not happen um that that merging of the souls that Guru Sahib talks about, that happens over years. And for some people that can that will never happen. And that happens, and that's what the Lama is talking to us about. The merging of the souls are going, is going to happen through the progression of your Lama. And that's why we always say to each other, what Lama are we at? You know, what Lama are we at? We're yeah. still not even at number one. But um, when we're talking about sitting, sitting in front of Guru Sahib and the merging of our souls, and now, you know, we're going to be in love and we're going to create, we're going to procreate together and, you know, we're going to do all these things together. Finances must be a part of that merge emergence where we are talking to each other about how we are going to be able to progress together financially. Yep. And the only way to do that is if we're looking at whatever is yours is mine and whatever is mine is yours. And it will just will not 100% work if one partnership is not happy within that scenario. Yeah. Now that the model we're talking about, what that works for us, may not work for everybody. Yeah. There are going to be many couples out there that do everything separately, and they are absolutely fine in their relationship. Yeah. Good and, luck to them. And I think with if that is how it is, brilliant. That that is how it works for you, and that's brilliant. But that if you are in a relationship with someone and um, and there is one partner who is not happy then there's something deeper going on there. Yeah, it's not just about the finances. There's yeah, a deeper no. issue that needs to be discussed. And when I say that, it doesn't mean I'm saying that you're doomed and your relationship is doomed. We should be right. open to having these uncomfortable discussions with each other because that's what's going to make us better and stronger in our relationships. So I think that ultimately it comes down to trust, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like you said, some someone if one is unhappy over time that's going to be built up into resentment mm-hmm. and other things are going to come out from it and it's all going to stem from that but it's 100 percent it trust is the thing but again that doesn't happen overnight that's no. built over time yeah where you get to that stage where you know you're, you're thinking like that and you you have that trust with the other person it's not like thinking oh well i'm doing this and, and he or she is doing that but it's also as you spoke about the lama for example when we get married something we talk about a lot a lot in Tiki is duk and suk. Mm. So, you know, in the Western world is, you know, for better or for worse, mm. we say, isn't it? Mm. We hear that a lot. Um, for us, you know, that comes hand in hand and financial positions over time are going to change. You know, what you're earning now, you may not earn in a couple of years. You might have a rocky patch or whatever. There's going to be those times where that comes into it. So we need to, if we don't have the trust there, then you're you're alone in those times yeah. trying to, you know, make ends meet, yeah. you know, putting money on on credit cards, putting bills and, you know, that's, that's a slippery slope as we know, isn't it? I remember when I was young, um, my, my, there was, 
I don't know if it was a recession or, or maybe the Tories came into power again, probably. But my dad um, wasn't bringing a wage in. Mm. And I remember um, my mum, basically, we went into arrears with our mortgage for a few months. Right. And my mum had to basically manage everything. She was doing like three jobs. Yeah. And she tried to keep like Burda, she tried to keep like the, she tried to hide it from me and my sister that she was under so much pressure. But she took on that burden and she's never really talked about it. She's never really, I mean, she, I'm only bringing this up now because I was talking to her about it the other day. But she was saying, you know, that's what you have to do. You know, yeah. when I when I had you, she said to me when she had me, she, um, you know, she she couldn't have that much time off from, from maternity because, you know, they didn't have strong maternity packages in those days. Yeah. And she said, and your dad took care of the situation then, you know. So it's like that that to and fro, that compromise and that leaning on one another in those times of hardships, you know, they become much more easier when we are looking at whatever is mine is yours and whatever is yours is mine. It's about appreciating it as well because I, I have that sometimes where I think, oh, you've done this for me, etc. And it's about appreciating that, that someone is actually doing the things for you as well and you acknowledging that, mm. not that, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing my bit and that's enough. Yeah. There's, there's no there's no there's no point where it's enough yeah I definitely feel like that about you as well in, in that um, when when uh, we had Man Simmer um, I was going through um, my baby blues after you know day four or something of having her and a lot of my the reason one of the reasons why I was really upset and being very emotional and hormonal was because I was worried about finances yeah and you were just like I'm going to take care of it you know, it's it's going to be fine. This is what I'm going to do. You're very systematic and very logical in how you're explaining to me how you're going to take care of things. And that made me feel feel, feel very reassured at that time. And I think that that trust, if, if couples out there are having problems um, financially, you know, between how you're managing, you know, your systems, I think that sitting down, just you guys, no kids around if you have any, and just having that open discussion and saying, look, I'm not happy for this reason you don't know what's going to come out of it I mean yeah. I know that there's a lot of people I know someone in particular who if there's not two thousand pounds in his bank account he becomes very financially he becomes he gets a lot of anxiety around it right and and he's always been like that because his parents have always been like that so um if you know whereas with me I mean since university I've just always been in my overdraft you know, yeah. living in my overdraft, you know, maybe I've got a bit better now, but I, in, in university it was really, really bad. So, um, but s some people can't live like that. So you never know what is going on with the other person and, and how finances might be affecting them. Yeah. So like it's, we've, we've it, sat down before and like, you know, had finance, you know, evenings. I know it's not, not the thing people want to hear and it sounds nice romantic pretty, it sounds pretty boring but um, we do actually do that guys we actually drop the kids at one of the the grandparents and we have like an evening where we just deal with our finances yeah we look at we look at um you know how much debt we're in you know where we're spending our money and things like that and, and you know where we can improve but that over time does help because we're having those conversations and it Definitely. makes it easier because you know i'm looking at you know your debt for example on your credit card you're looking at mine and seeing it, you know, actually for what it is because mm. we're having these conversations. Yeah, and we know um, where we stand. Yeah. And we know how to tackle it when yeah. we need to. That's the important thing about it. And, you know, I'm, you know, once upon a time I was looking at your your debt as separate to mine, yeah. but now that's changed where I'm looking at, 
you know, your debt. And I'm thinking, well, collectively, because that's the thing, isn't it, guys? When, we, when we're going for a mortgage, we're going for a remortgage, we're going for whatever we're going, they collectively look at everything. It's yeah. not mine is different to, you know, my wife's or whatever. So, you know, collectively, if we can make it better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good all round. Another thing that I've noticed as well, um, and this is from personal experience, is that if I miss a month of paying my deswand yeah. or something, I will always somehow have a uh, be fall short financially. Yeah. Because money has got a lot of spiritual connection to it. I don't think people really understand that, whether people talk about the money circle. Yeah. That, that circle of life, that circle of money you know, what you give out comes back, that kind of spiritual cycle that, yeah. you know, we talk about, that money is connected to that so strongly. Yeah. And I've personally seen when I'm paying the swand or if I'm paying extra the swand, um, I can see financially we just start to do so much better. It's that magic, isn't it? Yeah, somehow, somehow the month just goes by and you just make ends meet somehow. But if you're behind in your swand, then you are struggling financially and for those that don't know what the swand is according to the secret mariada which is the code of conduct given to us by guru gorbin singh ji which is our 10th master um if you um if you uh, identify yourself as a sick um guruji says that we need to give one tenth of our earnings to a charitable cause um every month um some people depending do it, on when you get paid yeah basically. depending on when you get paid some people do it weekly because they get paid weekly some people yeah. do it monthly some people who are big earners they do it in a big lump sum um but it needs to be a, a minimum of a tenth um yeah. of your wage and um it seems i remember when i first started doing that it seemed like such a lot of money yeah. um taking that money out i was earning quite a lot of money then as well so um that oh gosh it just seemed like so much money that i was just giving away but yeah. you're not giving it away it, it's not it's your not, money not yours in the first place exactly 100 and when you understand that concept you will realize um how strong how, how powerful this one is how yeah. powerful this one is and how strong guru's word is yeah so yeah so guys if you're not paying your this one um try paying your this one no matter how much it is and uh I think people, they traditionally know what it is because, you know, your parents always say, isn't it, most when when you get your first job or whatever, yeah. you give 10% of your first wage. Yeah, yeah, they always and say that. My, I think my mum, when she when I was younger, was a bit confused because she used to say, you have to get £10. <laughs> you have to give £10. Um, but, yeah, it's 10%. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I just really wanted to mention about that, about that, um, about the swand because I've definitely – had so many times where I've missed it for some reason and then you know yeah. and I, I tell you a story as well I know somebody who um got pregnant and her husband is a very low earner and they just didn't know how they were going to have this child and how she was going to have a year off work yeah. because she was the person earning the money and every time I spoke to her and I said to her like how are you doing she goes literally when we look at our incomings yeah. and we look at our outgoings, there is absolutely no way we should be surviving. But yeah. for some reason, able to do it. We're just able to do it. The money just appears. We don't know how. We're like she got, and she's very, very particular about you know this is how much I'm going to spend on my um you know my groceries. This is how much I'm going to spend on this. This so she knows yeah. where every penny's going, and she's like I just can't account for where this money's coming from. 
And so, and she just said to me, she goes, I know it's Guruji. Guruji yeah. is just taking care of it. He's looking out for them. Absolutely. 100%. Because obviously we are making that effort and, you know, going, taking that step to Guruji by saying, you know, 10% of what I am earning is not mine. Mm. It's yours. Mm. And I'm, I'm spending it um, accordingly, you know, giving it to, you know, sick charities and, um, you know, or using it myself to make the world a better place. Absolutely. So to kind of summarise, um, Seek Dad and and my take on, you know, kind of couple financing, finances, is that really we should be looking at each other's money as... Um, Sanja, collective. Yeah, yeah. as a collective, um, as a as a collective fund and we shouldn't with be withholding any money from anybody because that's the that's a form of abuse there needs to be clear discussions happening if one person is not working about how much needs to be spent on what and yeah. that we're not going overboard and overspending when when it's not necessary and also um you know if you are the party who's out of work you need to be asking yourself if you're not putting a hundred percent in looking for a job why is that is there something else going on there yeah definitely. and definitely check on each other talk to each other you know look out for each other when it comes to to finances to make sure that you know you you know you're all okay with it yeah, yeah and, and everything's and, going to review them a hundred percent and the other uh, the other thing i must say is that just remember you are married to one another doesn't matter if you are living with your in-laws you are married to one another and the money that you are earning yes you're there to look after your parents but the money that you're earning is also towards your future your family there doesn't really need to be a discussion with anybody else apart from the two of you about what happens with your finances and if there is a discussion that's happening with other people in the family that needs to be reviewed because those people aren't going to be there all the time in your relationship and you need to be building something between the two of you now for the future yeah. and not building something temporarily until things change with other people involved. And I think, you know, there's been a number of cases where, you know, um, like uh, I know people who have married and I, and I say this in inverted commas with my fingers, um, multi-millionaires and then when you know it's time to move out the parents are turn out to be actual the people who are holding the money and then say to the son right if you're moving out with her you're not getting none of this money so what happens so we need to be thinking about these kinds of things you need to be thinking about your finances yeah. and how you're dealing with your situation um you can you can talk to your parents you can talk to other people involved externally about what you have decided with your partner but ultimately the decisions need to be being made it's your decision now yeah. it can be difficult at times because you don't want to have these conversations mm. trust me i've not wanted to have them sometimes but once you have them you do feel better it's clear yeah. and you know you can just get on with things then yeah absolutely money should never be a way to hold power over somebody and, and if we're doing that, we need to be asking ourselves, can we look in the mirror and call ourselves a sick if we're really doing that? Because it's an awful thing to put someone through to make them feel like they just have no money to even buy a sandwich or a drink or, and that has been situations that it we've does faced. does happen, it happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. We hope you found um, this this episode um, useful. Um, not 
the most exciting episode, but definitely yeah. one that needs to be. Yeah, we need about. to talk about these things definitely because you know, like I said, you are you are asking us. You know, we are seeing it, so definitely it does occur. Mm. So, like you said, we need to talk about these things, and because they're they're an important part of our you know lives as couples. Absolutely. If you have any questions and you'd like to reach out to Seek Dad and I, please do on any of our social media platforms. We're here to support as much as we can. Um, and yeah, if, you, if if anything has resonated with you, sit down over yeah. a nice meal and uh, a glass of schler and have a conversation yeah, with your get partner. Talking, get talking. About how you can resolve these. Yeah, make a start. Take care, everybody. Why would you go to the